0: Everybody, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast. Here in the week of November twentieth, which is Thanksgiving week, and uh, we've got a really good podcast for you today because uh, the holidays kick in. Like th- th- this is, if you haven't noticed, this is the official kickoff of the holiday season. So I have props and uh, my pals here in the studio. Um, We want to just um, talk about Thanksgiving week, talk about the holidays, family life. Um, But before we do that, and maybe most appropriately this week, Mm -hmm. let's do our pause. Let's just take a moment and, and try and release everything, especially the coming week and family travel expectations. Let's just take a moment, because if we can release all that, we can find God and we can find our own souls here in this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just do that. So Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I release everything. I release the coming week. I release the pressures, the expectations, my own and others. I release everyone and everything. And just take a moment and do that, friends. Just release everything. And the reason that we release is so that we can find God. And so what we pray is that you would restore us, renew us, fill us, God. Meet us here this week in the Thanksgiving podcast. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got my props. Got my, (laughs) (laughs) I got my tree. Wow. Charlie Brown tree. You even decorated it, John. Way to go. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And the honest thing is, this actually wasn't hard to find. Because be- we didn't do a great no. job of putting everything away last year, <laughs> like, there was stuff like sitting on top of the refrigerator in the spare room. All oh you know. Yeah, anyway. So this week, Morgan, Alex, Alan, welcome guys. Thanks Good John. to be
1: here. Yeah.
0: Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah. So I brought my props okay. to kind of help you get in the mood. In the spirit of the shift into the <laughs> holiday season and uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man uh, yeah my reaction is anxiety. Right. I just feel some anxiety <laughs> right now. I thought you were gonna say stuff. jolly, but anxiety <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. Oh, uh, it's like, oh uh, right? Yeah, I'm decorating, got some things to do, like yeah, I get I get caught up in those thoughts right now. Oh, so. yeah.
0: Thank you for naming the anxiety.
2: Uh huh.
3: Yeah, my first reaction is pressure, and yeah. just like I'm not fishing for something, I go okay. As you say that, I go pressure, and then what is the pressure? Well, I want it to be great for my wife and for my kids, and I want to make sure I don't miss something, and and it's just this thing of yeah, I want uh, pressure. You feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. to Mm -hmm. For it to be great Mm -hmm. for all the people, you know, that are entrusted in my care, extended relatives, Mm -hmm. the ones that are showing up that we know about and the ones that come that we don't know about, that seems to be the theme, right? Yeah. And the kids and not miss the mark and the traditions and pressure.
2: And yeah. who, who are you going to invite and who aren't you right. going to invite and are they going to be upset that I didn't get invited? And <laughs> like all that comes rushing in for me is that that's the anxiety I yes. feel as I look at yes. some of that and the to do's. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that all feels like a lot of to do's <laughs> to me right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, it's like an acceleration <laughs> that doesn't happen any other time of the year, quite like mm. what we're entering into from November 1st on which feels like this rush of days go by in the blink of an eye, the calendar's overfull. there's so many expectations and opportunities and events. And last night, Kelly and I had dinner and we were talking about this podcast. And so we were on the topic of Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> at a restaurant. And she says, um, so what, what are you thinking about when you think about, you know, the holidays? And I said, well, if I'm being honest, just rest and getting off the grid and things slowing down. And she goes, no, no, no. I mean about the holidays. (laughs) 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 This is the problem right here. Uh, I smiled and we kept talking. (laughs) I gave her the answer that I knew was the better answer. But, you know, yeah, it's, it is an acceleration of, it feels like too much. And to hold on to the joy is hard sometimes. Not because our spouses are on opposite ends, but just because it feels like navigating something that is too much. There's a lot to navigate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what I find fascinating is I I think women in the family tend to feel more of the pressure Hmm. around hosting Mm. and holiday and joy and good family and then the awkwardness Mm. of or maybe not. There isn't good mm-hmm. family, and right. it's mm-hmm. it's hard because it's lonely, mm-hmm. or, or not what we hoped it would be. I, so I'm surprised to hear you feel the pressure mm-hmm. because normally the pressure mm-hmm. is associated, you know, in American culture, with the woman who's having to throw the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner and get Christmas prepared and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So l- let's unpack pressure from a male perspective for a moment. Because that, I feel it. And, and I, it's not just, oh man, I've got so much work to do. There's some underlying pressure of, I've got to like carry mm. joy mm. for people or I don't know, arrange mm-hmm. for
3: it. Mm-hmm. So where talk to me about the pressure. You know, John, decades ago now, You made this comment that you said, it takes five years to figure out what Christmas means to your wife. And at the time I I was just married and I was like, didn't really understand. And then I realized, actually, it's more like 15 years. Yes. (laughs) I actually, I haven't really figured it (laughs) out yet.
2: Can I up up that? (laughs) Exactly.
3: And you realize (laughs) like, Alan, to your point of there's a lot going on, but I would say externally and internally. And so I noticed, so for our family, all of our extended family is an airplane away. So we've done 24 years of airplanes during holidays in general. Mm -hmm. So the emotional memory of holidays is the pressure, expense, canceled flights, stuck in Dallas, halfway to something, you know, and what I notice, like there was this, this interesting thing, Cher would be with her family. And I'd be like, dude, who kidnapped my wife and put someone else in her body? Like, who is this woman? And she, Her voice would even be different. And, and it'd and be really familiar with her siblings. But I'm like, that's not my wife. Like, wow. I don't recognize her. Wow. She's having the time of her life. I feel like I'm married to a different woman. And what I did, wasn't aware of at the time was like there was there's a part of her that surfaces in her family that they call out that doesn't come out in other places. And then you guys know it. When I go home to my family, the, the pool is the, the part of me that was very statically a different person in a yes. different lifetime. Yeah. He wants to sort of drive the bus that's me. And so what I notice is the, the holidays surface, these parts that don't often show up mm-hmm. in the rest of our life. And it took a lot of years mm-hmm. to know, first of all, yes. how to have compassion. Mm-hmm. And then to understand what's going on, that mm-hmm. that's not the whole person, me or my wife, but it is part of us. And we need to pay attention to oh. that and know, what does it look like to love here? So I think that's part of it too, of all the things within that get stirred.
0: Okay. So we would get in an argument leaving the house mm. every year for like the first, the early years yeah. of our marriage. We would get in an argu- every single time. And it was because all I was trying to do... <laughs> oh, 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 I'm feeling better already. Was, right. Was point out... Some of the family dynamic, (laughs) Uh, which, Uh. okay, which in my defense were completely accurate, which in her defense was like totally unkind and untimely, you know, and so we aren't even out of the driveway (laughs) when I'm editorializing on... uh, you know her sisters and oh. their stuff or her mom <laughs> kind of thing, you know. and there's just this what there is something it's almost like okay so when i am conducting a wedding or somehow supporting or involved closely in a wedding of a loved one or, i always warn people look i don't know what it is but weddings bring out everybody's weird mm-hmm. It just, whatever their little yeah. quirky broken, if they're controlling, they are going to be really controlling. Mm-hmm. And if they are sort of withdrawing, they are going to, like, disappear. Mm-hmm. There's just something about weddings that seems to crank the dial up on people's brokenness. It feels like the holidays mm-hmm. have been that for us historically in, in, in a larger family context, yeah. you know, I mean, We've got some wonderful, wonderful memories of intimate mm-hmm. family where we aren't traveling. Yeah. We just finally got to the place where we couldn't travel anymore. Mm-hmm. We just, it, it just was, it was too much. And, and so we started doing it at home and, and we got a little bit out of some of that family dynamic. But yeah, just to name, mm-hmm. to name that. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Navigating family. Like, as you anticipate the holiday season, we got Thanksgiving this week. I actually, I love Thanksgiving. It's it's my favorite holiday because it doesn't have the gifts and the, all the pressure and the presents and stuff around Christmas. What As you anticipate navigating guests, community, yeah. family, what, whoever it is that, that may be gathering or you're gathering at their place.
1: One thing we had to do early on in our marriage, and and we're still... 25 years in navigating it is for Kelly, whether it's my extended family or hers, uh, the more the merrier.
2: And so,
1: and a lot of them are listening to the podcast and, <laughs> and, and, and I, I want to just make clear, I love our extended family. I really do on both sides. But if I had, you know, kind of my dream, Thanksgiving or Christmas, it would probably be just the nuclear family for that day. Now, after, before, yeah, like, sure, bring it on. Kelly's would probably be no, if we could have, you know, everyone in on both sides of the family Christmas morning, great, even better. And so we've had to navigate, there's no right or wrong, but the expectations and the imaging and the, how do I see the holidays? Mm. We've really had to work mm. through together because otherwise mm. it feels like her way, my way. And what we really want is, you know, what what's the way that's going to make our hearts come most alive and, and enjoy it best. And so mm. it's been bumpy and messy. And for Christmas, what we've mainly done now is say, okay, at least Christmas Day, let's try to have it just be the five of us. And then... If there's, you know, for our kids, a boyfriend, girlfriend, if it's extended family, try to do that after and really have it be a blast and a fun time. But that's that's been something that's helped us is just talking it through because otherwise the expectations you're on opposite mm-hmm. parallel paths that collide at some point in the driveway maybe. or Well, especially you if know, you haven't
0: yeah. articulated it. Yeah. 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 Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really grateful. That's one area
2: that feels like Mel and I seem to match up on is that idea of we we do need just our nuclear family, our you know, her and I and the kids and the dog. Um and and so we, you know, we're pretty intentional, like you're saying, Alan, of of going, okay, what what are we going to do with extended family and others? And what are we willing to give to that? And then let's put guardrails up around our time together because Mm. it is, Mm. that is really sacred to us. And, and, you know, creates those anxious moments where you gotta say, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to get together with you on Christmas (laughs) day. And, uh, yeah. And so when I talk about the anxiety of um, family and expectations, it's more of that extended, mm-hmm. yeah. extended thing that we, you know, you navigate it yes. every year and, yeah. it, and it's challenging. You've got, you know, different expectations with different people and, um, you know, whether they're, um, you know, Mel's sister is single. And so there is a pressure of, of course we want to spend time with her and we want to honor you bet her and and get time but but at times that's hard to say hey we're not we're not available
0: not coming yeah yeah so yeah and as you let me dive a little bit deeper what are the holidays like for you Mm -hmm. like what's good what what do you look forward to like what is you kind of navigate your own heart through the holiday season, which is filled with this, just this weird mixture of nostalgia and longing mm-hmm. um, and pressure and reality mm-hmm. and just busy. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that like for your internal world, quite apart from mm-hmm. the
3: family or church or community environment? And John, for me, it I noticed it's changed over the decades because the f- the family of origin that we come from shapes it so much. Like hearing those stories, like Sherry grew up in more of the merrier cousins and second cousins and third cousins. Like we didn't have- It's like Hobbiton. It was. <laughs> A little less joy, but yes. <laughs> um, and realizing how much that shaped us. And I used to go in, Alan, like, I just remember that feeling of, oh, this is supposed to be a break, right? This is supposed to be a refilling yes. time. Yeah. And I think what's shifted inside of me is actually, this is mostly an opportunity to love. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to be well? Mm-hmm. Which is a real mm-hmm. different shift. Mm-hmm. And just even simple boundaries, like, we're all we were often on an airplane. And so we started changing our trips to, we come back on Saturday instead of Sunday, every trip we take for the holidays because we need transition. And it used to be maximize the days and, yes. you know, get the best At deal home, on a Sunday flight. Night. Yeah. And it's just not, not good for the soul. And yeah we, you know, we protect Christmas as non-travel anymore. And every other Thanksgiving we go to a family. And so learning how to set boundaries with the shift of like, I'm not a victim. Like I'm not a victim. I I have choices Mm. and I know there are things I need to do to Mm. be well. Mm. And so even on the trips, I, I will engage and I've learned just engaging with one-on-one, a nephew, a niece, an aunt, go for a walk, do an activity, play a game. Like that's better for me than all of the chaos mm. and then I vanish. I, I take a head layout and always a great book on every family trip. And I've learned I I don't they're probably gonna listen to this, but I hide in a closet <laughs> and read a book <laughs> different times during the day because that's my reset. Mm. That's what it takes to love. Oh, I love that. I carry a headlamp. Yeah? Do you remember Brad's story <laughs> oh, of hiding in the
2: bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> falling asleep?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> he goes into the bedroom to just get out of the chaos. Yes. He, and he never looks, wakes up. He looks at the
0: bed and he's like, oh. And oh, he lies such a down. Nice bed. He's like, oh, yeah, it's just get a rest. comfortable bed falls asleep, but his wife is like an hour later comes looking for him. Are you okay?
3: (laughs) It's not that bad. I'm not as bad as Beck yet. But there's something Mm -hmm. about learning. Mm -hmm. I'm not a victim. Set boundaries. What do I need to do to stay in Christ, to be well, in order that I can love people and and not look for this is my chance, but when is my chance to be filled? And that's just, Mm -hmm. I think it's really helped me settle in and, and be attuned to what God's doing rather than resentful. Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. so the bane of my Christmas every year, the thing that throws me off, the thing that I try to do well and, but I dread. Let me, let me just say, and he loves you all.
2: <laughs> okay, I, I feel like I need to I catch know, this. I,
1: right now. I know.
0: Go ahead. Is Alan. that anybody?
1: Christmas lights. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the thing for me because early on we dream about how to light our outside yeah. house, the you know all the exterior, but it's also even. And I feel like Chevy chasing Christmas vacation, trying to plug in seventeen different <laughs> strands of lights, and trying to get up on a really steep roof, and cousin so, Eddie out in oh, the front, and none of them work from last year, you know. And it's even the tree because we bought years ago an artificial tree that was really big and expensive, but it was pre-lit, and that was the thing—thousands of pre-lit oh, lights that last forever, ever lights, you know. And after the first year, I plug it in. And the light, I found out when one light goes out, the whole thing goes out. Oh and so I spent that Christmas, because I knew I had to relight the tree, right? So I got clippers and had to clip off thousands <laughs> of lights one at a time <laughs> or throw away this like oh super God. big, expensive tree. So lights for me, anytime I go into the holidays, I'm like, I want it to be twinkly. I want it to be warm and inviting. And I know it's going to be a struggle. And it always—I have to guard mm. against that because, mm. the, you know, you're prepping yeah. for Christmas up front with that part. Yeah. And when that goes off kilter and you're spending hundreds more dollars and you're at the hardware store 20 times, yeah, that's kind of my my struggle.
0: Well, what What is the scientific explanation that Christmas lights the next year— don't work.
2: I'm convinced it's <laughs> capitalism. Right? Right. It's not working, right. Right. What right. is that? <laughs> Every year. Like, like you, Morgan, I, uh, the, what I've had to start learning and, and you mentioned earlier, like the five years of figuring out your wife yeah. and for you, it's 15 years. I mean, for me, it's like 25 years, yes. which Mel and I just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary.
0: So you're there. So I'm there. <laughs> All right.
2: It's taken that long and, and there's something in me, like I, I don't, I don't fully know what it is, but, but there's some kind of, you guys seen the Grinch movie?
0: Yeah.
2: There's something in me of that around Christmas and I don't know what it is. And, and it, and it's been this thing between Mel and I over the years where, it just has made it tough, and she she wants the decoration, she wants the house fully, and I, and and there's something in me that wants simplicity and wants quiet. And as you were saying, Alan, like yeah. I want Christmas to be a break, and I want it to be rest and renewal and refreshment. And and over the years, it's felt like you know the expectation is. No, we got to do all the stuff and get everything decorated and get it all, and um, and and I've I've had to come to the place of like that is really important to my wife mm-hmm. and it means a lot to her, mm-hmm. and and regardless of whatever, and I'm still dealing with like why is that in me, yeah. and I and I've got hunches and I'm working toward that, but I, but bottom line is I want to love my wife and mm-hmm. I want to love her well, mm-hmm. and so. Last year was the first year you're talking about putting on house Christmas lights. You know, up till now, it's been, I just would quickly put some stuff up, satisfy her need. and check that box. And last year I was like, no, I want to love my wife. Mm. I want to make Mm. this special. And so JD had done a whole like custom light thing on his house where he bought the roll and like, custom-made lights that perfectly matches roofline and they're perfectly spaced and they all look the same color and it like it's beautiful right and and so i'm like i'm I'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that for my wife but what i wasn't factoring in is our our house has the highest roof line in the neighborhood like that that thing is like 30 feet up there it's 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 pitched at a really Mm. steep angle oh my gosh and so mm-hmm. I put my ladder against the wall and it doesn't reach, it mm-hmm. doesn't reach to the top. So I'm like, how am I going to get these lights up there? So long story short, what ends up happening is I've got a rope tied around my son's bed, Eli, with Eli on one end in a harness with the a- with a blade of ice on oh my god on the other end of the rope <laughs> climbing out his window come on climbing up a ladder to the top part of the roof oh up over the other side so I can Come put on. put these lights on the house, and like I'm literally risking my life to put lights <laughs> on the house.
0: <laughs> okay, so this you didn't know. This is the hero episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are our holiday podcast <laughs> okay. series. Yes.
2: Yeah. no, like there's nothing hero about it. Like it's it's 25 years of neglect. Mm, of, yeah, of, yeah, of like mm. I I neglected her heart in that, and and it just felt like last year was a was a chance to go now i want to love her well and i want to i want to change that dynamic and honor that that christmas is something really special to her yeah and all the twinkly lights looking the same and beautiful and yeah and all the all the decorations in the house and the clutter of that to her that's that's really Mm. meaningful yeah and uh and so I'm, I'm learning. I'm slowly learning how to change that dynamic for myself to love her. Yeah. Mm.
1: Can you come so. to our house and? Yeah. <laughs> <hang the lights laughs> this year, <laughs> Alex? I'll, I'll pay you. <laughs> I have you a
0: ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On you show up. Oh. I don't. I think for me that the key word is expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know over the years how how many unspoken expectations I was bringing mm-hmm. to the table. To the holidays, to Thanksgiving, the Christmas season, you know, church services and family things and, you know, and then obviously Christmas itself. I I just was, I think there was a lot of young me Mm -hmm. that was still looking for things to be really wonderful. Mm -hmm. And growing up in an alcoholic home, you know, it it was pretty hit and miss. Mm -hmm. And so- as an adult coming into it, I still have to navigate in internal expectations. Mm -hmm. Like this is going to be the year that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really, really special because we're all sharing, or this is going to be the year that we're going to get snow and Mm -hmm. it's going to be really magical or, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think particularly in a year like this one, you know the world is a place of upheaval mm-hmm. the world is unstable and and hard and some, often traumatizing for for folks so that heightens mm-hmm. the need for the wonderful mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. however you define the wonderful it's quiet and cozy by the fire or it's woo it's party and celebration mm-hmm. and I just kind of want to name that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can feel my own personal um mm. expectation thermometer going up because in an unstable world, you try and grab those moments and experiences that bring some solace mm-hmm. to that.
3: Mm-hmm. John, John, I remember go yeah. ahead. I remember yeah. on a past podcast we talked about expectations lead to pre- premeditated resentments. Mm-hmm. And, and as you're saying that, I just noticed that is the theme of well, how does my young heart mm-hmm. show up in this space? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. as I've learned to consecrate my expectations, man, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been huge yeah. and, and, and lay them down mm-hmm. with the goal of loving. Yeah. I think one of the questions that has surfaced to me that I've really enjoyed in sort of that intimate place with God is what do I want them to remember about the holiday? Like 10 years from now, Mm. when they have kids, Mm. what's their takeaway? Mm. And what I notice that matters more and more is that I I bring my joy, Mm. that like I'm present and okay. And I think unmet expectations years, like there are a lot of years I would just drink too much to just medicate and sort of check out and Mm. be jovial, but not really engaged. But what I've learned is, it really matters for their hearts that i am present and well wow and so that then i'm able to adjust to there's a few things that i'm going to fight for like mm-hmm. and and like one example is we do have a tradition of cutting down the christmas tree and i have in my mind the expectations of what that should be like right mm-hmm. and it's the hot chocolate and and something okay. transcendent absolutely right? mm-hmm. well For them to have memories of that was really good. I have to lay down, literally put to death my expectations on that. And so every year it's different, but I've adjusted after many years to the goal is joy. And so sometimes it's inviting their friends and it's a social deal. And sometimes, right. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's that funky tree. That's really close to the road because they have homework Mm. and they are stressed about their homework they've got an hour and not four hours exactly yeah. and so it's just really expectations feel like a beautiful doorway yeah. into deeper things really yeah. to bring Good. to God mm.
2: yeah that was gonna be my question John and Morgan answered some of it with consecrating expectations but how do you how do you deal with those expectations that are that just surface right yeah. like mm. that you can't yeah you you they just naturally yeah. come. What do you? How do you deal with that?
0: I think it's important that you let them come. Yeah. First off, mm-hmm. because I think unspoken expectations are the minefield. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't in mm-hmm. you and in others. You just don't know they're there until you step on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm suddenly mad, and I realize, oh, because I had some assumptions yeah. about tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. that didn't get, I didn't even articulate them, mm-hmm. which is not fair. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that yeah. it, it, in a few minutes about communication, but let them surface. It's really important that you're aware, that, that I'm aware of my longings, my desires, my expectations. Um, and, then I, and then I have to invite God into it, even before I talk to Stace about them. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think communicating expectations is really important so that you learn that Mel actually really does care about how the house looks. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, babe, I I hear you. Like, I think it's important to talk it through.
3: Yeah.
0: But before I do that, because, because it's so unfair for me to laden the event Mm -hmm the the carol singing, the church service, whatever it is to laden it with my expectations yeah like that's just not fair. what I need to do is father mm-hmm. that this is what I'm feeling and I'll you guys I'll go rapidly through longing expectation, hope, cynicism, resignation checked out before anything has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You just go, oh no, you know, it's gonna be great. Oh no, it's not gonna be great. It's gonna be really disappointing. I'm already gone, you know. Father, here, here is all that. Mm. Here is all that. Please come into that. Please meet me here. Mm. And what I'm really longing for is something much deeper. You know, Oswald Chambers, one of his great, great lines is the only person that can satisfy. Aching abyss of the human heart is Jesus Christ. Like I, they, what I'm really longing for is is like the kingdom, transcendence, mm-hmm. perfect intimacy, perfect love, mm-hmm. perfect joy. Mm-hmm. You know that can't be taken away. And yeah. and so yeah, Jesus, come into this as I navigate the holidays. Mm-hmm. As has.
1: Yeah, it's just huge for me. For, for me, John, one of the things that's really been helpful is we've talked some about the pressure of the holidays overall, like the expectations from others, from us. And for me, it's just been this micro focus on moments that are really great. Mm-hmm. And it can be mm-hmm. a five minute conversation with my daughter that wasn't even scheduled, mm-hmm. that just was a quick sit down Mm -hmm. in the family room. It can be a cup of coffee with Kelly before we go out into the blur of all the activities that morning. But if I go into the holidays thinking, those are really actually the best Mm -hmm. parts. Like there's not some grand climax or finale Christmas morning around the tree. It really is the things leading up that don't even feel in the moment like it may be the special moment. And one thing as a family we've done every year for 15 years, goofy thing, there's a department store near us. And so from when our kids were young, we would each give them a $20 bill and we'd draw names and we'd go in and get something in the store without showing each other whose name we had or what we're going to get. And then we'd go to dinner and it was always like Chase one year got me a Superman zip up onesie <laughs> that didn't fit, you know, it was a medium and I need a double XL, and, but That's I came great. down, you know, that night wearing it That's and great. he trying to wear it. And, and, and those are the moments yeah. that I think, yeah. like when I look back, if I'll go into those wholeheartedly yeah. from the beginning and go, this mm. is actually it. yeah, And mm-hmm. this is it. And this is it. Mm. And I got those things. If I'll be fully present, mm-hmm. then to me. I finished the holidays, not weary and exhausted, but but mm. more wholehearted.
3: Mm. I'd love to see you in that one. Oh <laughs> please, <laughs> Christmas party
1: Do us all. Right? <laughs> bring us that Christmas gift. It's not too late. I fun. could do that. I can bring the joy.
0: <laughs> so I, I got another question for you, but I, I also want to just name, I'm very aware that half of our listeners are not in intact family systems and, and this table is is very unique mm-hmm. in that. We didn't come from those family systems. Mm-hmm. you know, there's death of parents or divorced or alcoholic homes or you know in, and so to keep reality, you know, this isn't an enchanted life, but we happen to be at this moment mm-hmm. within intact nuclear families. Um, and there is a lot of loneliness and a lot of difficulty. For singles or couples who aren't near family, mm-hmm. and it is just the two of them trying to make something special of the holidays, or people who have to work, mm-hmm. people who are deployed. Yeah, there's just a lot, a lot of scenarios mm-hmm. that I wanna name right mm-hmm. now. We're aware of that. Mm-hmm. And we're just speaking out what have we learned from yeah. our personal experience, right? You gotta come from your own story. Mm-hmm. But I think the things that we're naming about expectations, mm-hmm. longings, pressures, mm-hmm. you know, learning to communicate is applicable in all settings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including the question I'm about to ask. So I think this is huge for everybody. What are the agreements mm-hmm. that you have to break <laughs> every holiday season or, or that you can anticipate? Wait, like. Is there, you know, you know what I'm trying to get oh. at? Like, is there, is there, is there a cluster of agreements that tend to get in the way mm-hmm. or present themselves around the holiday season? Because mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is really, really helpful for every mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. listening to this is, oh, right, what are the agreements mm-hmm. I'm making around
3: this? Yeah, the first one that comes to me It's just chronic of, I know how this is going to go, which is absolutely untrue, right? This breaking the agreement, Mm -hmm. this is how this thing goes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Christmas Eve is Sherry's birthday. Christmas Eve was probably one of the sort of only magical times of my childhood. And so I come with expectation of, of something transcendent for my family. She comes with the, the mix of, hope and shame of it's my birthday, but it's Christmas Eve. And the agreement is every year, this is not going to go well. Mm -hmm. And therefore, right, it sabotages the thing that God is doing yeah, because Mm -hmm. I can't attune to it. Mm yeah. So I would say the agreement for me that is the umbrella under all of them is I know how this is going to go, which is absolutely not true. It's a new moment. A new day, a new provision from God, and a new opportunity. I need to break that agreement. Thank you. That's just
0: huge. That's huge. Yeah.
2: I think similarly, Morgan. You know, for me, it's that. It's that thing of, I won't come through on this Christmas. I won't um, meet the expectation that I know is is there. And, um, and so there's that piece of that, that I have to, you know, and I'm not saying that I broke that agreement last Christmas. Like I'm looking forward to this Christmas going, dang, (laughs) I need to break that because that, Mm. that gets in the way Mm -hmm. every time. And it Mm -hmm. almost, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, looking at it going, I think that's the thing that sabotages me Mm -hmm. a lot. Because then I just get frozen, Mm. right? And then it's like, you know, Mm. I'm I'm not- It's paralyzed. I'm not going to come through, so I'm not going to come through. Yeah, Yeah. Right? Don't even try.
3: Yeah. 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 Yep. How about for you, John?
0: Well, I'm trying to locate this year's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think it's a little bit of a version of yours of, this will be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Like like it's I'm already guarding my heart. Yeah. Um, by kind of fortressing and I just because we're we're at a fascinating moment. So we are we are empty nesters. We have three adult sons. They have they have their own families and and you know, we're in the rotation where one year we get Thanksgiving together, but not Christmas, and then the next year we get Christmas, but not Thanksgiving. So that's a good, healthy thing, and they need to, you know, go be with their other other families and, um, but here, here's the thing. So when you are a grandparent, you are supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has been really hard for Stace and I, because we used to be the epicenter. Like your house right now, it's kids and it's oh, people yeah. and it's sleepovers yes. and teenagers and young life and crazy it's and- Universe but you are the epicenter right right and then when that moves mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and so our our sons and their wonderful wives they now have their own homes mm-hmm. their own decorations mm-hmm. their kind of thing and and grandparents are supporting cast mm-hmm. interesting oh that has been rough mm. to adjust to and like bless and accept and not try and reinsert myself <laughs> a, into the center right and just go i, I accept this stage of life mm. i i bless that a man must leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and you know you, they need to form their own traditions and family things but the agreement that gets in is so it it will it will be okay mm-hmm. it and and then what i i then i just start pulling back and just go well if it's just going to be okay I'm gonna either like go drink mm-hmm. on the side mm-hmm. or arrange a little joy of my own mm-hmm. or eat too much chocolate or mm-hmm. you know do something to try and take care of my own mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and i'm like I'm already checking out, and we're not even at Thanksgiving yet mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. like we're not even there like yeah. not fair, not mm-hmm. so i that I'm gonna have to break that agreement. And in the same spirit of, and give my heart to God, my Mm. heart's well-being to God so that I don't saddle that on the holidays or the Mm post-holiday rest or yeah, whatever that Mm -hmm. is.
1: For me, it's always a sense. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. So I love the fall, going from, you know, the fall season with all the leaves and then into transitioning into snow and Christmas. Like, I just, I just love that time. And what I have to break is this agreement that I'm always going to be behind. It's going to come too fast, no matter how much I want to savor it. Time goes quick. Mm. I'm going to be behind. And, and I hate this image of me in catch-up mode in my favorite time of the year. And maybe that's why I was telling Kelly at the beginning, I, I want it to be a time of rest because I want to just savor and slow down. Mm-hmm. And it feels like even from what's in the mailbox, it's the first Christmas catalog comes out way too early. You know, it's it's like September and you're like, no, it's, it's not even close to time to think about the holidays. And then it feels like the next week it's the last chance catalog. Yes. And uh-huh. it may not get there unless you pay expedited shipping. <laughs> and that's how I, that's how I see the holidays a lot. And I really want to break that because mm-hmm. it creates a tightness in me and a, and a stress mm-hmm. yeah. and a mm-hmm. anxiety that I don't want to have, which is if you don't hurry up and get things done, you're going to be behind. And if you're behind, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I want to just let go of that and relax. And it's hard to be present when you feel behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I can already sense that starting mm-hmm. to amp up in, within me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not true but it sure feels true.
0: So the agreement would be, there's not enough time.
1: There's not enough time and you're already behind.
0: And mm-hmm. and I'm already behind. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what we're suggesting folks is that you become aware
1: mm-hmm.
0: of your expectations, good and bad. Um, the story that you're telling yourself, mm-hmm. which I love you, you brought that into our culture of can, can I just say the story All I'm right. telling myself is this isn't going to go well? It's so helpful because it's in you, mm-hmm.
3: but yeah. to name it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, super helpful. So to do that, to to name for yourself the story I'm already telling myself about Thanksgiving, December, Christmas. And, and then, I'll, you know, sometimes we'll we'll have to ask God, like, what are the agreements mm-hmm. I'm making mm-hmm. around family aloneness, faith, church, God coming through, God not coming through, oh, you know just mm-hmm. what are the agreements I'm making to like I, I ask you God, show me those so that I can break them right like I'm gonna when we're done recording, I'm gonna go down in my office and go I'm, I'm sorry for that agreement like I don't want to live out of that. Mm-hmm. I literally break it mm-hmm. I yeah. I break agreement with it's just gonna be okay. so guard your heart. Like now, I, I, you know, ultimately what I want to do is love Mm -hmm. and and love well and love the people around me well. Mm -hmm. And those agreements and unspoken expectations and stuff can really get in the way of that. Now, having said all that. I don't want to end on a downer, <laughs> uh, and the, and the, and it isn't a downer. Like like there's a lot of goodness and a lot of love and a lot of joy in our life in mm-hmm. God. Like God is wonderful, and and He comes through in very surprising ways. So, what are you looking forward to? You know, is there a moment? Is there a. a, a something that you are really looking forward to about Thanksgiving, December, Christmas season?
2: Yeah, for me, um, a couple things. Uh, my daughter Zoe is away at school. So she'll be coming home for this Thanksgiving week and then Christmas, um, as well. And so just having everybody together, it's just such, it's such a gift. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. The other thing that along with that, we've really over the last several years, and this is all credit to my wife. Like she, she is the one that is helping recover something in me. As I was saying before, there's a Grinch in me that needs to be crucified. She's helping crucify that part of me. Um, But she, we, we, built some traditions in our family. And I'm so looking forward to the traditions. So one of them is we all, not every year, but most years we get a new set of matching pajamas for the whole family. (laughs) And so on Christmas morning, we come down and we all have our, you know, candy cane striped pajamas <laughs> yes. or lumberjack pajamas yeah. or, you know, we've got some different versions yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we're going to get new ones this year. I need to talk to Mel about that, but, um, but it's such joy because we all go, we look ridiculous. Yeah. We all look the same and yeah. and we'll get on the couch and set up the camera and take a picture. And, but it's just, it's that, right? It's those, yeah. it's those little traditions that build upon themselves year after year and and their moments of joy yeah. right you find moments of joy the other tradition for our family is every christmas we after we've finished kind of the morning together at home and opening presents and all of that normally what we've done is gone gone to a movie together mm-hmm. and our goal is to see how how many snacks and drinks we can hide in our clothing <laughs> and get into the movie theater. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so here we are in the middle of the theater <laughs> popping, popping cans of soda. And, that's awesome. And, uh, and it's just joy. Like we, we go watch a movie together as a family and it's become this tradition that yeah. that's really joyful mm-hmm. for us. So yeah, those, those are the things that I can't wait for again this year.
0: Yeah. So.
1: I'm looking forward to, our kids are in a young adult stage where they're really coming into their own. And so it's not the young child Christmas, but it's not yet the married and kids and with the grandparents stage, but it's seeing them at, you know, 18 and 20 and 23, you know, just becoming and, and entering into the stage where they have, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, they have a way of doing things now because they're out of the house. And when we all come together again, it's, it's a real discovery stage. Like to go, now you're drinking coffee. You know, you weren't drinking coffee a couple of years ago. So now we're doing that together. Now you like to walk around the block and talk in, in the neighborhood. And that wasn't something when you were 10, you know, that was really all that important. And, and so the fact that the holidays bring us together, but it's new and different and there are some traditions we have, but we also have now new interactions and new conversations, and mm-hmm. I love it. It's a it's a fresh, different, magical stage that mm. that comes alive most at Christmas when we all get together again.
3: Mm. Yeah, one of the mantras is, is just um, bring the joy. Bring the joy. How do I bring the joy? Because. I think that's one of the things they'll remember when they have kids. And that's one of the things I'll remember. And there's so many reasons to not fight for joy. And, And so I'm thinking back last year, some almost 30 years ago, we were frat guys. At college, we stole a bunch of decorations as pledges and decorated the house for the Christmas party. We had this huge light up Santa Claus that we added a fountain pump in a long hose and it was the drink (laughs) dispenser for the party (laughs) and you just take your solo cup and fill it up. And it was an absolute joy bomb. Mm -hmm. And for years I was like, Mo's going to bring that back. Uncle Mosgo, bring back that joy. And last year I spent like four or five nights like in the garage in the evening, rebuilding a three foot Santa Claus fountain uh, accessory for the Christmas season. And it was just a complete joy, <laughs> Bob. And it was a V1. So I gave it away and I'm building V2 this year. Nice. But like Christmas Eve was always the holiness of childhood. I remember like, it was the one moment of the Catholic world where it was like, Christmas carols and, and incense and candles. And it felt transcendent. And so the ache of wanting to recover that, but it's Sherry's birthday and it's always complicated. How do you honor her and Christmas Eve? Mm, and, yeah. and last year we ended up throwing this party with all teenagers. Mm. I bought strobe lights and disco balls. And there was a moment of all these teenagers on the kitchen island on Christmas Eve having the time of their life. Mm. And it was like, this isn't the joy I thought, mm. but this is joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. The kids were having joy. Yeah. And so I even feel in my body yes. as I remember those stories, like God is the author of joy. He's fighting for yes. our joy. It may not look like what we thought, mm. but there's a way to recover joy and it's needed now yes. more than ever. And yeah. so I want to bring it.
0: Yeah, that's really mm. good. I love your thing, Alan. Earlier you said, I love the moments. I'm just looking for the moments right. now, um, and I'm happy with those. Mm-hmm. So me too. Like I'm just, I just have my eye out for the moments. So this week uh, we get Thanksgiving this year. I'm really looking forward to it, and I love wild game. You know we're a we're a hunting culture here at Wild at Heart, mm-hmm. um, and so making some wild game for Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoying it. Mm Stacy does this phenomenal wild mushroom gravy that I look forward to. I'm looking forward to this week and and I'm not living out past it Mm -hmm, yet mm -hmm. um, because I don't know. I don't know. You know, this isn't our Christmas this year, so I'm not really sure what that's going to look like. But we have Thanksgiving and I love Thanksgiving because it seems to have less of the, you know, the pressure and the commercial around it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that. That's good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. So hope this is helpful, everybody. It's, it's really our heart to, yeah, just bless you and help you navigate through your holidays, starting here in Thanksgiving week and then on into December. And we'll be back with some more conversations into Christmas, uh, into the Christmas season. But right now, it's not Christmas. Right now, it's Thanksgiving week. And we hope you have a great Thanksgiving week.